Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the You Can Do More podcast. This podcast is for those seeking self-improvement and a better handle on life, with an emphasis on the lives of teenagers and young adults. Special episode, kind of.、Sure. Um, this is the interview episode with the head students、um, of Hakuranga College.、Yes. I don't know whether or not two out of four. Two out of four. Two out of four. The other two will be、um, coming around eventually.、Um, well, first of all, Happy New Year! Yeah. Happy, happy New Year! Twenty twenty one. We're finished with that terrible, terrible year. No, but it was August. Like I actually found. Yeah, a lot of blessings came through that year. I yeah. felt like, yeah,、mm. I, I liked it actually. I thought it was a pretty cool year. Everybody says they don't like it, but I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. Like, no, I'll be back. I think before we continue, I think you guys should introduce yourself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright, we'll give that. Okay. Well, my name is Kashraf, and yeah, I'm one of the head students of Fakarana College, and yeah, I mean, should I say something about myself or? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. I mean, I play basketball. That's how I know John and Tristan mainly, and、oh, I, to an extent, even Noi. And、um, yeah, I just I like leadership, like public speaking, and yeah, I'm looking forward to talking on this podcast. Long time listener, first time guest, you know. Okay, okay. we got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome.、Uh, my name is Noyuki, and I'm also one of the head girls at Pakaranga College.、Um, I like to play basketball as well, and that's also how I met these three and. One fact about one random fact about me: I have the same birthday as Michael Jackson. So <gasps> what? No way! Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait, hold on. Are you kidding? No, I actually. I didn't even know that. Was twenty nine. Oh man. But is it different? Cause like in America, it's like different time zones and stuff. Bro, We don't what? <laughs> that makes <laughs> no <laughs> sense, man. No way! No, because like. Okay, fine. No, We're no, like no, a day no, ahead. I know what you mean. Like day August twenty ninth is like. Yeah,、hour. that's why I never、August、really realized. Cause I、oh, love、yeah. Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and、cool. for the listeners, so Kushrov is also one of the student representatives of the board of trustees for twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Noiki is the Pakaranga College student representative of the Hawaii Youth Council,、um, and she's going to continue that in the new year. And both Kushrov and Noi are also Pahuta Kau house leaders. So unfortunately, they're in that house, but issues <laughs>、um, me. No, but yeah. So they do a lot within the school, but also outside of school. So I guess I have a question: What sort of things do you do outside of school, and like, how do you think that contributes to like your leadership? Um. Well, for me, I like to volunteer with the little kids at church, and like, um, with the under fours. They're so cute. Like legit. Like it really strengthens my patience with like people, because、mm, like you、good. have to, you have to really、that. like dilute things to children. And especially when it comes to like religion and like Christianity, like they do not understand anything. So like you have to really be patient. You have to really slow with them. And some of them are just so cute, though. Like honestly, like I remember when I was like that age, and I was just so full of life, and now I'm just drained. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um. That's what high school does to you. Yeah, it literally like takes away all of your joy. No, I'm kidding. I'm so happy <laughs> now. But like. Just being so naive about everything—it's just amazing. And then another thing I do, I well, recently I got a job at Lavisa, and it's been like really cool. Like the coworkers are really nice, and I've heard about toxic workplaces, but this place is honestly like amazing. So if you want a job at Lavisa, make sure you go get one. Plug, plug Lavisa. Yeah. Um, at home. I am the second out of my siblings, out of four siblings. So I have an older brother and two younger siblings, and my dad is a single parent. So that means I have to step up a lot, and that means also like a bit of my teenage years are a little bit limited as well, like hanging out with friends.、Um, so I'm a little bit like socially awkward a little bit, or like I have like a low social battery. Like sometimes you might see me in a like group of people. Like I might go from hi to low because like I'm just not used to being around other people. So like, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. So you know how you said you had two younger siblings. Yeah. Do you think that helps with like what you do at church with the kids? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Like especially like my the youngest brother, um, he has autism, so like I'm used to being like pretty patient and slow with like oh, a lot yeah. of things. But um, it's different because when it's your brother, like I hate how like sometimes people are like just because you have a brother with disability doesn't mean you're always gonna be like. Um, happy all the time like yeah. he's still your brother like he can still be annoying like he can he's mm-hmm. like he has a personality too and he's really cheeky like sometimes he just does them things to like make you mad on purpose it's just like bro <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those little brothers yeah <laughs> yeah well i run the accelerated mentoring program which mm. you guys all know it's a program that basically we get the top level um sports people, leadership people, and like top scholars in the school, and we get them to mentor younger people that show potential in those areas, leadership, academics, and sports. And so outside of school, I take that to McLean's College. So this year, I went to McLean's College, branched the program out, and about two or three weeks before I actually started it, COVID happened. And so that was- Shut it all down. Yeah, it was actually the worst timing ever. Like, just before I started it, so I talked to the deputy principal, got it all set up, which is actually like the hard part and then the fun like actual rewarding part I didn't get to do but next year I'll be doing that and so I'll be taking out to McLean's College this year oh yeah this year crazy yeah in 2021 and also I tutor so I tutor maths and next year I'll be going private so I'll be tutoring Ooh. maths and probably all three oh, sciences. Oh, some money on the side. That's yeah. some side hustle. mad money. No, no, no. Yeah, it's good, it's good money. money. And I'd, I'd rather do that than work like yeah. a part-time job because it keeps my skills like fresh as well. Mm. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I do outside of school mostly. Wait, so are you only taking it to McLean's or is it going to be at PAC as well? Yeah, so oh, yeah, I'll keep it in PAC. So oh. it's already in PAC. Uh, I've been running it for two or three years. It got passed down to me by Mortaz Saha, former head boy, as you guys know. And he was like... He's like the goat for me in yeah. terms of pack. So, um, yeah, it got passed down to me from him. So I'll be running it in pack still, but I'll be taking it to McLean's. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You're working with the enemy. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Helping the enemies. <laughs> Helping the enemy. Wait, I got uh, a quick question. Like, yeah. when you leave, who's gonna carry it on? Yeah, I'm thinking about that now. Ooh. Actually, I gotta think this year. I have an idea who, but I'll keep that under wraps. See if he says yes. I got some big. But Shoes to film, yeah, I know. That's a large shoes. That's really cool. Small, small shoes. <laughs> <laughs> size eight, bro. Size eight. <laughs> All right, come on. You didn't know because I was like five foot. Oh, oh, listen, they, they, they listen, can't man. see this on the camera, bro. They don't. Yeah, they, they don't have. Listen, this man's got a forty-inch vertical for me and I. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but that's really awesome to just hear, like, seeing how much you guys actually involve yourselves with the community. Um, Noi and Church, Kushrabud, unfortunately our other school that we don't like <laughs> and that we don't talk much about. Um, but if I were to go, to, like, just delving deeper into kind of your guys' psyche, what is it about these kind of things that you live around, um, your family and the people that you're mentoring? And to an, as an individual, what does it kind of make you feel? Um, seeing, obviously, that's such a generalized or vague term, so I'll try to boil it down. Um, Working with a single individual, um, whoever it may be, just when you're working with a single individual, what's your kind of, if you think about it, um, your approach to um, what you kind of want to do with this kind of person? Um, let's, I'll even, uh, I'll boil it down to something even more. Kushrab, when you're mentoring someone, mm-hmm. and hopefully Noi, um, when you're working with children in church, as you said, diluting the Bible is probably a very difficult task. Um, what are the things that kind of go into your mind when you have to explain or kind of show something to someone who might have no idea how to actually take it in? Um, His questions are very jam-packed. No, yeah, that was full on. I can answer that if you want to think. Yeah. But, I mean, with the mentoring program, I don't work. I do actually, I do work a lot of one-on-one. But, I mean, running the program, I'm teaching kind of like, and giving the lessons to like a group of people but when I am working one-on-one with my mentee I mean I think it's pretty crazy how we can impact one person's life like especially people like us we can impact someone's life in such a way that they can just like snap and completely turn around and like people that show potential like you can literally unlock that potential by just talking to them or by just like leading by example and I mean that's pretty fascinating to me like how someone who can go from like zero to hero just with like your help like I mean I wasn't like really 
I'd say I was very average, like in year six and seven. You know, I wasn't great. And then my brother, my brother's been like mentoring me ever throughout my life, and like with his one-on-one help is how I like became who I am today. And I'm like, I'm proud of who I am because of my brother. And I mean, I want to be like that for someone else. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question actually, <laughs> but like yeah. No, it does answer my question. Um, and I just wanted to ask you. So do you think that that relationship with your brother, so um, mentors don't actually have to come in the form of you actually have a physical mentor that you uh, sought out after. Mm. Um, for you, it was your brother. Um, yeah. I have my own personal mentors um, that were just family friends or friends that I knew from the past that really pushed me. Do you think that kind of family, the fact that you grew up with your brother, mm. do you think that kind of even built it even more? Like yeah. that really impact on your life? It's not only just because you see them every single day mm. or you saw them so many times, but it's also that there are so many memories having a, like with your brother yeah. do you think that strengthened the impact that he had on you yeah. um and do you think that kind of family like um impact do you think that could almost be translated in a way to other people oh that's a good question um well the family thing is like they're always there and they can hold you accountable which is really good i mean my brother was like yeah like everything everything I'd want in a mentor. But it's I said it's easier, like if you're listening to this and if you have a younger brother, younger sister, like especially younger, because you know, you can mentor them, bro, go for it. Like honestly, it is the best thing you can do and you can like lift them to new levels. So like, but I don't think that you need just a, like a family member. It can like, it was Kobe Bryant for me as well. Like, you know, like he was like my second mentor, right? And so like teachings from him as well. It's harder because he's not like, physically like next no, you don't to actually know him. yeah i don't yeah. actually know him i feel like he's almost like part of my family like like literally yeah but like yeah. i don't know him so that's why like the family connection is like something that you can't get anywhere else mm. so yeah um no if you would like to speak of that um and i actually like the dynamic of because working with people that are several like probably our age just slightly younger by a year or two maybe yeah. a little older by a year or two yeah you're working with children mm-hmm. A lot younger mm-hmm. um, and obviously my mom's a, a early childhood teacher and she tells me all the time how it's really hard working with children mm-hmm. um, it's very difficult um, but saying that you know I think that what you're doing is exceptional the fact that you're um, breaking down the contents of the Bible um, in a way that children can understand it but not just understand it it just doesn't fly through their head they're actually Kind of applying it to their life yeah what do you do um maybe if you were like to generalize it mm-hmm. um what do you do in terms of um approaching it and seeing you know like you said there's an impact not only for the children but how does it actually impact you yourself yeah. um if you'd like to speak on that um so obviously we have a we have a like power sparks protocol and we <laughs> um it's like what, like our program that we run oh, right. and um, we normally have this um, TV show called Ollie the Owl <laughs> and um, yeah it's really cool and we normally have like Bible questions after that because it's normally like a story that would play and then we kind of from there we just ask like simple open-ended questions because you know some of them are a bit shy like we'd ask a question like um, how many um, what type of animals went into the ark or like you know like two pairs or whatever and then they'll just look at you like this <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah open in the questions um, and then we'll also do like memory verses with actions like that has always been the go-to um, and we just kind of also tell them like um, How does God work in your life? Like, what are you grateful for? For like, um, what do you think that God did for you this morning? Mm-hmm. Oh, we kind of make that kind of makes them to reflect, because then they'd be like, oh, like, they'd be like, oh, nothing. But then it's like, actually, He woke you up this morning. Blah 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 blah. And we apply it to like memory verses, and and so on and so on. It sounds really like simple, but like, it needs a lot of repetition. And repetition can sometimes be boring. But you then realize how the next time they come, they'll be like, oh, didn't you tell me like this and this and this? I'll be like, 
Oh my god. My heart would literally like melt. <laughs> but um, the impact of being able to fill these children with insight, like, it gives me hope. Like, when you see like the younger generation, like, these kids were probably born in like 2015 when I was like in year seven. Yeah. Like, Yo, kids are being born in 2021. Yo, that's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the heck? But like, when. Like, when I see people I age go off the rails, like, it makes me feel so sad. Especially people, like, I went to primary school with or kindy. Like, I have this really, like, extraordinary memory. Like, I can remember, I can remember everyone. And, like, when I see, like, there was this one time last year, I went to Burger King for a feed because I was hungry. And then I saw this kid who was in my year group in primary school. And he was just, like, smoking and and he, he, remem- he remembered me and I was like, hey, like, what's up? Like, how are you going? And he said, oh, I dropped out, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I felt so sad. I n- I've never felt so sad in my life because he was such a bright kid. And then it just kind of made me think about whenever I look at these kids in Sparks, I'd be like, I'd like pray. I'd be like, I hope that like you just find light in life, that like nothing in your life happens to you that you ever have to resolve to the things that will just throw away your potential. Like, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life, like, especially with my parents, like, splitting up. Like, I laugh about it a lot, <laughs> so <laughs> just bear with me. That's my coping mechani- me- mechanism, mechanism, yeah. Um, so I had, like, there was a point where I nearly, like, like went off. Like, I used to, I, there was one time I, like, bullied a kid, but it was, like. <laughs> you bullied a kid? I bullied a kid. It was oh, I you said bled. No, I bullied a kid. It was on accident though. Like I didn't realize I was doing it until like the teacher was like, "Oh, you need help, bro." And I was like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) And then, um, yeah, I never realized that the way I was being brought up or like certain things I'd said were like that harsh until I started saying to other kids, and then like parents were in blah blah blah. So, long story short, I'm I'm sorry. Like the way I was, I explained things really weird. But like, the thing I get from like teaching kids or like just meeting kids, it just gives me hope that you'll be like put onto a good like pathway of destiny, and you you always remember that you'll be loved, and you don't need a result to any like any of the worldly things to like feel validated. Mm-hmm. That's on period. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um. You have anything to say about that? I guess that kind of brings up my next question that I have for you guys. And it's about sort of, we see only your highs and only like the good things that you do. Like for example, you know, you're mentoring, what you do at church and like that you're head students, that you're board of trustees, you do health youth council and things like that. But I want to know like, what are some, if you want to share, like some struggles that you go through? Because I think it's good to talk about that sort of thing. I think too, just add on to that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, that's quite a personal question. Yeah. <laughs> gets a, um, but maybe to kind of boil it down, just to um, protect your guys' privacy um, over this over the media. So, for you guys, um, struggle is a part of life. You know, being challenged is a part of life. And maybe if we were winded down to as students, you know, our adults are always telling us, you guys have it so good, you have everything. And I'm not disregarding the fact that we do have everything, we have these opportunities, the fact that we're in this room right now, two microphones set up, it's, it's an opportunity, it's a blessing. Um, but I feel like what the other, what the outside world knows about ourselves as teenagers or whatever it may be, what they know about us is most likely a very surface level of our actual challenges. Um, you guys didn't just get here to your position now from sheer luck. You guys had to have gone through things that really built you as a person. What are those kinds of things? And how does it actually, how did it help you um, in the future? Again, so still a personal question. So um, if you guys do not want to answer these kinds of questions, it's all right. Um, but just to support Trista's statement, mm. no question. Yeah. 
That's a better way to put it. Um, well, you're obviously like my family problems and the issues, like, it kind of like made me to develop an anger issue, which I still kind of like, um, like struggle with today. Like, even Kushov knows, like, when like working with maybe in like a leadership group or something, like, I'll just run to him, I'll just be like, bro, I'm like, I'll actually leave this group, blah, 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 like, they're just not working hard enough. Like, because growing up from a background that I grew up, I. Like, you know, people who already have their life established here, like their parents bought a house, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying that I hate, like, that we don't, like, own a house and stuff. But, like, some people just have it too easy. They're, they're just, like, they're just stuck around with it. Like, there's so much that you can do that you're just acting like an idiot. Like, bro, I'll actually, like, oh, I actually beat you up. Like, <laughs> Back around college, like, it's good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, but, like, no, but for real. If you actually have a, okay, everyone has a life here. No, but if your parents have laid a foundation here and you just choose to like stuff around with it while other people, like they literally like, oh no, I shouldn't be saying this, but like when you see like abuse in your own family, like seeing that before you go to school, while you like get driven to school in like a freaking like car like by your parents like that you never see fighting or like that they've never like been at each other or like you don't feel weird like because of what's happened in my life like I feel weird when I see couples show affection because I'm just like what is that like <laughs> I'm like what but um oh I'm, if I may I've say something if I may say something yeah um what you went on about the idea that these people that have everything when you visually see them like they have everything um i think that is very true i've seen it i felt that kind of expression as well but when you kind of think of it it's like ignorance is bliss um the fact that they're so able to just live freely is because they most likely have never had to gone through a struggle a challenge right um i think something I heard from Firas Zahabi, which is a MMA coach. He said that satisfaction, I mean, satisfaction comes from depression. Same thing, happiness comes from sadness, right? There's that balance yeah. in life. So what counteracts that I've noticed about from people that have everything and they just use it so freely is that when you talk to them, you're not really talking to a person. Mm-hmm. They're almost just, they just float about they don't really have an identity or a personality mm-hmm. like when i've i've talked to these kinds of people and when i've talked to them they're doing the things that their friends are doing or they're doing the things that they see but when you actually want to know like oh tell me more about you that's not just like the things that you do they don't have anything to say like there's no identity there's no almost like culture um and so i'm not saying that i'm pitying these people but it's like what you said about they have everything and um, that kind of feeling inside that you're like, you know, I wish I was just in your position. Because I've been there before, that kind of, the seeing the people around you, um, and you just want to be like, I want to be in that position. They have everything, they, they have it so good, um, and they're not even working for it. That's, that's the worst part about it. They're not even working for it. Um, but at the same time, it built you, man. I feel like it built you, that kind of like, seeing people succeeding in life without putting work in is like that is some of the most dangerous rocket fuel that you can give someone yeah so but that is a challenge i feel like especially now that is one of the biggest challenges teenagers go through is seeing people and then the kind of just human nature to compare ourselves immediately i feel like that's a really human thing it's hard it's hard comparing ourselves is one of the most dangerous things a human can do. Um, Kushrav, as someone that's been in the position, you had you have had your brother up. You know, you, he's been your mentor. Mm-hmm. You've also had Mortaza, um, and for the audience, Mortaza was a previous uh, Papadang College head boy. Um, he also runs his own podcast. I can't remember the name of it. And he's been overseas, he's done a, a lot, and when I've talked to him, I just felt like this is like a man. Mm. 
like this is a man this is not this is a man um you've been around so many people that have succeeded in life mm. have you felt the inclination to compare yourself and how have you prevented it if you have prevented it mm. and would you say that if you did was it like in a positive way or a negative way well, if I did, it was definitely in a positive way. Not always. It's been in negative ways as well. Like, I'm super competitive. I am the most competitive person I know. Like, and I'll, I'll say that honestly. Um, Are you also competing about being the most competitive person? <laughs> <I know? laughs> oh, yeah, I'm oh really competing gosh. about that. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I mean, that competitive nature, I think, is also in a sense, like, what got me here. Like, I compare myself with others in a lot of ways. And, like, I think, like, if he can do that or if she can do that, why can't I do it? Like, that, that's the way I do it. So, like... I remember Taza, like, I wouldn't compete with him or anything. Like, we're not on the same level, like, at all, right? But I remember seeing him, like, how did he get on the wait list for Harvard? Like, how did he get, like, a huge scholarship to, you know, like, an American university? Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, how do I do that as well, right? And it was a goal of mine at one point. Like, he gave me the books and all that to do that. But then, like, you know, it wasn't the right path for me. But, like, it's not unhealthy to compare yourself. It's more like the way that you compare yourself with others, yeah. right? So uh-huh. it's like, if they can do that, why can't I? Mm. And, like, just, and on your, like, actual, on your, um, on your original question about, like, s- um, struggling and all that in your life, like, back in the day, I used to say, like, the words, I wish, a lot. Like, I wish that I had that. Like, I wish I was like him, you know? Wish I was like her. But, you know, like, the suffering, like, our suffering forges our identity, right? So, like, I wouldn't trade my life for, like, anyone else's life in the world. Or, like, I wouldn't trade my experiences for anyone else's. Because, yeah, like, obviously, you guys know, like, they made them who we are. Like, we're sitting here on this table because of our struggles. Like, each one of us have cried, you know? So... Last night, dude. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, yeah, I guess people, as you said, John, like, people only see the surface level, right? They don't see, like, the lows. Uh, but, like, and when people say, like, oh, you're so lucky to be so smart, Oh, it hits yeah. so hard when they say that. Yeah. Because, like, they really they don't, don't know. know. Mm. They don't know. Like, I feel like that's like, a large part of, yeah. um, you know, being... We're, so we're year 13s now, but even in year oh, 12, don't people... Don't say that. Yo, my bad. <laughs> no. well, if, I, if I told you we're closer to the university than year 9, you're gonna... Uh, <laughs> nah, but I've heard it before, like, people are like, man, I wish I was like you. Mm. Um, and a part of me is almost like, you really don't. Um, just because like the way I've grown up and the way that I've had to go through things it's been very difficult mm-hmm. so you know as leaders we're young leaders we're you know people have look up to us even though we're so young um, how do you guys deal with the pressure if you feel a pressure in the first place mm-hmm. do you feel a pressure from the people below you because we all know everyone feels a pressure from the people above us um, you know, from bosses or whatever it may be, but as a leader, the people below us, there's, it's an almost like corrupting pressure, because the pressure from the top you can almost handle, but the pressure from the bottom, you can't handle it because it's something that you don't notice, and it creeps up and it builds over time, and once it reveals itself, it's almost instantaneously just gonna corrupt you. How do you guys deal with the pressure from the people that look up to you, that see you as, you guys are the leaders, not just year nines. Mm. Little kids at church, Mm. mentoring programs, Mm. um, even outside of that, you know, family, friends that see you, um, friends, people that you used to know, that when they hear about these things and they're like, whoa, I feel like a pressure builds up. So how do you guys deal with the pressure of the people that are below you? And that's, I'm not saying that they're mm. below you as in like a human or whatever, just like... But the ones that look up to you. Yeah, yeah. they look up to you. I feel like it's the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, well, like, I feel like it kind of fuels me to work harder, honestly. To see like what I'm doing is getting validated by someone else. Like that, that, that's not always there. Like sometimes you're putting in work, like you're studying for a test, and you just won't get the validation of getting an excellence or a merit or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, the, pre- the pressure from somebody who's looking up to you I guess in a sense I kind of like it like I like the pressure and I wouldn't really call it pressure I'd call it more like responsibility like it's a responsibility to uphold like who you are and like keep being better and like I try and show them that like I'm still human like a lot of people 
see me and they ask like questions as if like I'm something like bigger but like I'm just human and like if you want to be me you can like you can be better than me if you want to like right now you can make a switch and you can be better than me but it's a matter of like will you are you gonna put in like the hours to do that because I put in the hours like when people as I said before like when people say like oh you're so lucky to be smart like I've spent like nights like crying literally because I can't get a concept in maths and like I bet you haven't cried over maths but I have and that's why like I'm so-called like smart, but it's more like I'm hardworking, and like yeah, I think that sums it up. If mm. I if I might say something, mm. so you said Kobe Bryant was someone that you almost looked up to. Yeah. Just what you just said now, I noticed that. Yeah. That was a, um, that was like a really large mm. thing that I just noticed. Yeah. Uh, but I guess if we just like to continue our conversation, uh, the pressure from the people below you. Yeah. Um, I think Kushrabi was speaking mm-hmm. about that. So, if you still remember, just a quick summary of what you said, um, because yeah. people are gonna like listen to this and they're just gonna True. be like, "Yeah, he didn't remember what he said." <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I should summarize what I said before. Yeah. All right. Well, I basically said like, um, it's not really pressure. It's more like responsibility of upholding who you are, and it's like fuel for me to try and be better and like show people that I'm still human. Because like you know, some people treat me as if I'm like something more but no just human and you can be like me or be better than me if you want to but it's just a matter of like will you put the hours in because like I put the hours in and as I said before you know when they say like oh you're so good at calculus so good at maths or whatever and I'm like but I spent like hours like at 12 o'clock at night like trying to study that and like back in the day like I was crying when I couldn't get how to do quadratic equations like hard ones and like you didn't do that so you can't wish that you were this good like you can just be that good if you do like if you put in the hours it's all about the hours yeah that's basically what I said cool um firstly I'd just like to say sorry for my um unchronological order of explaining things um (laughs) credit to these guys um, I actually feel like in a little break I was like okay I need to learn how to structure things that I'm talking so I'm gonna try that now um yeah to be honest, I honestly think it's a responsibility, not like it's a job or anything, but like, oh, well, responsibility is a pressure. job. But like, yeah, it's not <laughs> pressure. Yeah, it's responsibility. And I don't actually feel that much pressure, mainly because I'm, I love being around people. I know it's contradictory to, to what I said about being like socially awkward sometimes, but I open up and I blossom like a flower, don't worry. But um, <laughs> I like making sure that people feel like they're on the same pedestal as me like i hate that like inequality especially me wanting to do law like i'm about justice and i'm about like you know equality and all of that stuff um i kind of like when people try to obviously take a compliment like i've learned that like when people say oh my gosh you're like super so that i'll be like oh no like stop it like i don't do this i don't do that I've learned how to take it into a, I take it like I try to teach people something from when they tell me something, like kind of like what Kashab said, like people would be like, oh, you're so creative. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I just like making sure that my mind feels wild. Like I try not to think about what other people might think because when you confine yourself to a box of like the standards, like, you're gonna like be like oh the repetition but like societal standards of like um maybe stuff to do with bodies or like um the way you're supposed to act like especially being like black in new zealand like being maybe like one of four black students in school like it's just been being yourself has been a huge part of who i've been a, a part of my identity like especially going to I'm not gonna say the intermediate but like when they banned me from wearing braids like they just kind of hit me that like I really do need to make sure that I relate to other people I do need to make sure that I make other people feel comfortable wherever I am in my life I need to make sure that they don't feel like they're rising up to me but they're walking with me mm-hmm. and yeah um how else, like, responsibility-wise? Um, I think one of the main things is probably the way I talk as well. 
Like sometimes I, it's a bad habit. Like sometimes I swear, like just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> um, I think that needs to pro- needs to probably stop, probably stop. Um, but in saying that, I don't really think there's a proper way of talking. Like especially like, yes, I'm black. I'm not African American, no, but I'm like Nigerian. Um, but growing up in New Zealand, I've kind of had like an identity crisis. Especially like at home, my dad plays African American movies. Now I play like Nigerian movies, so I'm kind of like I'm kind of like all over the place. But I don't personally, I don't think it's a proper way of talking because African Americans get like you know like ghetto stuff, you know. Yeah, the generalization. Yeah, the generalization yeah. and everything, and so like when people tell me, "Oh, you speak good" or something like that, oh, I don't even know where I am right now. Oh, like. <laughs> oh, I've gone on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> if I were to Saturday, kind of, Saturday rambles, welcome. <laughs> um, if I were to kind of break off, you said of something really good, and I'm not going to disregard. So that pressure, you almost feel the same way that Kushal feels about pressure. It's not necessarily a negative thing. If anything, it just helps you guys. Um, in a sense, it's a fuel. Um, but what you said about talking and kind of like identity, and if I were to blend that up, and I just kind of like formulate a question here um so talking is a big thing we're talking right now and i feel like voices is also a a really big thing and the idea of like the voice um especially human voice um it's such a powerful thing you know when you hear people talk um when you see people talk as well like when you see them um it's almost like an experience has there actually been anyone that's that you've talked to before that's completely changed your life just by speaking to them um and it was because of their voice in a way not necessarily they sounded funny or mm. things like that but what i mean by that is i feel like when i talk about the voice i'm also talking about their body expression how they're communicating to themselves um can you guys speak about someone in your life um i guess because you know we're talking about you've been talking about mentorship someone in your life that's just kind of impacted you um in the way that through their literally just speaking to them like you just felt an energy uh there it's a good question well i got got startled okay hopefully i don't ramble this time um but i think in 2019 we had like a history trip where we went to go see Elizabeth Eckford and Eugene Stanley. And Elizabeth also impacted me, not gonna lie, but obviously because she was a bit like older, like, you know, she, but she like couldn't really hear her, but but I heard her. But um, If I may ask, who, who are these people? Uh, okay, so Elizabeth Eckford was a part of the Little Rock Nine in 1954, 1955, I'm pretty sure. Or 56, 56. pretty sure. 56? Actually, don't I can't remember. So or somewhere in the 50s. Yeah, sometime in the 50s. And they went to Little Rock High and there were... Um, so in 1954, or in the 1950s, when schools were desegregated in America, um, there were like the first five to... Well, it's actually nine to integrate to integrate yeah into all my school and they were like bullied tortured and all of that it was like horrible and they also needed like army vets to like guard them who also didn't do their job occasionally and on their on the first day like elizabeth eckford was like being shouted like racist racist slurs and stuff and there's photo evidence and everything and we got to actually like have a talk by her Mm -hmm. and i personally kind of like went up there and i was able to actually like have a coordinator with her and it was really special because like I've been so impacted by the civil rights movement and everything and it's kind of like influenced my passion for justice but um before she talked there was this lady Dr. Eugene Stanley and she talked about her experience with police brutality and from just seeing the way like she just talked about it like her poise and her class because if I was ever to experience something like that, I would just use an excuse to like, just act out of place. Like, just show my anger, you know, just like, 
use an excuse use it as an excuse to like act in a particular way but the way that she was able to carve it into a moment of inspiration teaching and informative information and like inspiration again it made me realize that in order to be heard you don't have to be aggressive and like I mentioned before sometimes I just I have like anger issues sometimes like I can get really like I can blow things out of proportion and stuff just because this is like working in retail like just so you know like in countdown like customers just because they're a customer like they will they will be like I have a right like I have a right to be angry this thing was wrong I need to return this I need my money back blah 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 so it's just like the same way she was able to stand there calmly like yes she I could tell she was nervous about it like she was getting the heebie-jeebies talking about it again but the way she was able to be calm majestic patient with it it just reminded me the same way humans take anger and like when we let emotions to overflow the way that we like act towards people it just reminded me how grace will always grace will always be the thing that will be remembered instead of like oh I don't like do you guys get it yeah, like yeah. if someone told you off and it was like out of anger you're not gonna un- you're not gonna remember anything apart from them being angry at you yeah but if someone like told you off but it was like they said hey you're doing this wrong instead of oh you're doing this wrong blah 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 then you're gonna remember what they told you instead of like you know yeah mm. that was the thing yeah sorry if it didn't make sense but yeah, I like yeah. That. yeah. oh yeah I, I went on the trip with Noi actually and yeah, that, that was really good. I remember Noyuki like, had like a like a Noyuki really? Noyuki <laughs> has like a had like a really deep connection with Elizabeth like straight away. I don't know. I remember you guys were like hugging and stuff. But yeah, I was crying. I know that, that was awesome. But like um, for me, as I've said, it's it's Kobe Bryant. Even though I haven't talked to him actually, the way that he talks in interviews and stuff. Like there was this one guy. Can't remember his name, but he did like an hour long interview with Kobe, maybe like six months before he passed away. And, I mean, the way that Kobe talks is, like, he's on the exact same level as us. And, like, he talks about, I think one of the questions that he asked, um, the interviewer asked Kobe was, like, how do you deal with missing, like, this many shots in a game and then still coming back in, like, the last quarter and, like, clutching it up? And, like, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you get over, how do you get over the fact that you missed this many shots and how do you come back? And Kobe's, like, you just have to get over yourself. Like, you're not that important. Like, people are not thinking about every single thing that you do. Like, it just matters about, like, what you do in the end. Or, like, he's just, like... I just remember one of the things he said, like, vaguely, just get over yourself. And that hit me really hard. Like, you don't need to think about every, like, micro-action you're doing. But, like, morally, you have to be good. And, like, what you're doing needs to be correct, I guess, in a sense. Like, morally correct. And, like, that's what's important. But, like, yeah, I mean, the way that Kobe impacted me is just crazy. Um, His sense of empathy is something that I really noticed, and it's not something that a lot of people notice about him. But that's why I put him as, like, on GOAT status. Um, That's one of the reasons. But um, (laughs) after MJ, after MJ, I'll pay my respects. But, um, yeah. Not LeBron. Not not LeBron. (laughs) LeBron ain't on that level. Whoa. (laughs) If you guys don't know, these are basketball players. (laughs) All our LeBron fans are going to come. Please, hit my DMs. Nah, nah, nah. But um, yeah. <laughs> nah, asking but, for it now. <laughs> but like, Kobe would talk to like interviewers and like um and the reporters as if they were like his best friend. Like everybody was on the same level as Kobe, and anyone could come up to that level. And I mean, the way that he talked was just like majestic. And majestic. Honestly, uh, yeah, I try to be like that for other people as well. You know, that sense of empathy is the most important thing ever. And like, I remember in my head student interview, I brought it up like so many times. Like, the, the most the important thing that I value is empathy. Like, out of everything, my speech this year was actually on that. And this year. Yeah, on yeah. on empathy. Yeah. But yeah. We're fun. four days into this year, man. Mm. Oh, last year. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, in 2020. Um, no, but. Oh, can I sorry? Can I add one thing? Yeah. yeah. Also, not just Dr. Eugene Stanley, also Elizabeth Eggford herself, when she was talking about, like, 
remembering seeing whites only in the Black Family signs. That really like that impacted me a lot. Yeah, that's all. I got. I gotta finish that. Off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just gonna kind of build on that. Is that because like you could not imagine that now? Is that because I feel like when I've heard of those topics, I'm like, I can't see that. Like if the world were to switch, mm-hmm. and I just saw like, oh, no Asian people are here. I'm like, I couldn't fathom that. I couldn't think of that ever. Is that something that has startled you? That kind of idea? Um, well, half half mainly because thank you to my intermediate for writing the school rules. Yeah, <sighs> it's still there. I still have I still have it screenshotted, and I still have the book where it said no excessive, no extreme hairstyles, braids, dreadlocks, rat tails, blah blah. blah. Excuse me, braids and dreadlocks. That's my culture. Like you, like. So, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw like whites only or black only. It would just like hit me more, like physically. But I wouldn't be surprised because New Zealand com- claims to be like oh, not racist. New Zealand is so racist. We'll, we'll not talk crazy. about that okay, part yeah, of New Zealand. Okay, let's not get back. That's let's a not get to that's that. a long topic I've known yeah. as well. But what you guys talked about just now, like the people, the way you like like talked about these people the idea of like expressing identity through an individual um identity is all a part of our lives and i feel like it takes time for you to build your identity but once you've built your identity and you express it that's when the impacts really happen for you it was the people that you met for you it was kobe bryant um and so that every day is almost like an opportunity to learn and grow and then seeing people and their identity is also one of those things um if we were to bring it back to us to young people to young leaders if you guys were to help someone out if you were to distribute you know tell people about how you can really better yourself um now and i guess if i were to just put it blunt in my head this is the section of now we're talking is about um these are the things that we're going to ask you questions about that's going to really help people you guys talked about um you know, delivering things um, to other people and really impacting people's lives. This is, we're now giving you guys the opportunity through our podcast. Um, so please feel free um, to just let us know about, you know, give, giving tips to young people. Um, and if you guys want me to, like, make that more stricter so that I can, like, help you guys out, what do you guys want? That's good. You guys just like because it's idea is just like you know giving tips to other people. Do you have anything on this? Like, I, I guess we just sort of asking like what sort of advice? Yeah, yeah advice. You give and what sort of like because you said you want to make that impact. So like, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Oh, I can start with that. Um, I guess like in terms of self improvement, I know your podcast is like all about self improvement, especially for teenagers in their lives. Um, I guess it's like it's one thing every day. Like my brother told me. Like, do one thing better tomorrow that you did today. And, like, just one thing at a time. And those incremental improvements is, like, you'll see fast change. Um, Kobe said that, like, he put in, like, probably, like, two hours a day extra than everyone else did because he woke up earlier, slept a little bit later. And, like, because of that, just that two hours a day, just that one thing a day, like, those incremental improvements, people can't catch you after a while. Like, you add up those two hours for 10 years, and you've got, like, what, like, 700 hours. Like, how can someone catch you now? Like, so those, like, and it's about, like, competing with yourself as well. Like, now you would have been, you're so much better now than you would have been, like, a little while ago because you chose to put in just, like, extra, like, even just for us, like, extra 15 minutes in a day studying. Like, an extra 15 minutes. Big, yeah. yeah. Extra 15 minutes um, thinking about, like, your next, like, um, your next venture. Like this podcast, like you guys wouldn't have thought of it in one day and started up in one day, but like, so like slowly, you know, like that's what I do in the holidays personally. Um, one thing that Taza told me was that the only breaks he took was like a week or two in the long holidays and the rest was like mainly focused on like improving. So like in his spare time, which was so limited, like so limited, he studied like another curriculum, like which was to get like, um, to get into his um, New York University. And like, yeah, I mean, now I spend my holidays, I spend like a majority of it, like 99% of it, like doing what I want. But then that 1% is so important. 
and that's the 1% that other people won't want to spare and they'll want to put 100% into having fun. But just that 1% of your holiday, just that like 1%, put it into something productive. Put it into something that you can do to improve yourself. And What have you gone into? Well, this year, I'm trying to revise things. Um, this is simple. Last year, I set up the mentoring program more on the holidays. So each day, I'd spend like 20 minutes and I'd try and build the curriculum for McLean's College. And so then by the end of the holidays, even just like 20 minutes a day, I was completely done. Like a whole buttload of work was done. And this year, I'm trying to revise physics, maths, biology, math, um, I already said maths, and chemistry. And I'm trying to get good enough to the point where I can tutor someone next year, and so I don't forget the information. Mm-hmm. And I'm also trying to polish up my mentoring program. So like small things in the holidays is my advice. And like in your spare time, you guys have spare time, don't say you're busy, yeah. please don't say you're busy. Because yeah. you're not busy. It's just the truth. You're not busy. It's just priorities. Exactly. Yeah. No one's ever like really busy. It's just like priorities. Yeah. Exactly. That's like you aren't busy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, I have, no, an, you I have another <laughs> question before Koshra really quickly. Do you think like patience plays a lot in that because you have to do like small things every single day, but mm. like you don't really see that improvement straight away. Do you know what I mean? Well, hundred uh, percent. Yes. That is like a that is really a hard question. feeling, but yeah. it's like a yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Like you know, some one of the reasons that I think some people are really good at gym and why some people. Like, they'll be good at gym and stuff like that. Not, <laughs> not talking about John in this case, actually. <laughs> but they'll be really good at gym, but they'll just be, like, really average or, like, below average at, like, studies and all that. That is not John in this case by any means. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> but like, it's, I think it's because in gym and stuff, for example, you see the improvement straight away. Like, or you see the improvement, like, you do a new exercise and you see, like, your triceps developing in, like, a week or so, in two weeks. Like, that's, like, short-term success, and you see it on your body straight you away. You can, like, feel the, you know, like, the ache afterwards. Yeah, 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 and you can feel yourself getting stronger. Like, you'll yeah. do one more the next day than you did the other day. But with studying and with, like, leadership, you might be stagnating for so long. Like, you might be just, like, on a flat path. And it's important to, like, stick it out. Like, you got to have grit. You, like, you have to. And grit and perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> grit is, like, sticking it out even when you're not seeing some improvement. Because like, when you know what you're doing is right, like you don't need to always change up your process and stuff. Like You just have to stick it out. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Check out his kind of serious video on grit <laughs> and perseverance. Yeah. Kind of shout out to Noi. <laughs> um, well, tips. I have so many of those. Um, oh, my mind just blanked out. If I were to, okay. You know, we're giving tips to students and stuff, but yeah. I feel like the kind of tips that I personally like giving is just tips on life um, because life is so vast and I feel like nowadays life is almost getting shrunken down it's getting smaller and smaller um, and that's due to the society that we live in now um, the kinds of lives that we're now being promoted and it's being talked about is a life that is in my opinion at least it's not worth a life living it's almost as if it's fab- fabricated um, and it's almost just like artificial it's not much of a life rather it's just a, it's a excuse to exist yeah like a simulation yeah it's a simulation an excuse yeah. to exist so again again give whatever advice or tips or whatever it may be that you guys want yeah. but if you guys were to say something even just one thing about just life advice because I feel like, especially if this was a big one for me, hearing life advice from an adult is a lot different to hearing life advice from someone that's your age. Yeah. Because when it's someone from your age, it's like, well, they don't have 30 un- years under their belt yeah. more than me. They're also 17 years old. But I think it also becomes a bit more personal. Yeah, yeah. it really does become personal. So feel free to say any tips about school again, priorities, time management. But if you guys were to give one piece of life advice we can finish off here as well uh, with that I mean again please say whatever tips you want but if you guys if we were to finish this off with what's just one piece of advice that you guys could give to anyone and if it was into preferably into leadership positions what could it be um I saw this from TikTok <laughs> it costs zero dollars to be kind you know when you like facts. when you go into tiktok comments you know you see a video and you're like oh no you go in the comments people just mean cost zero dollars to be nice even to yourself it doesn't even apply but love yourself first before you go and be nice to other people 
Mm. Be nice to your family first before you go out to other people. My dad would slap him right now because he, he always calls me out for this, like being grouchy at home. Then I go out and then I'm like some d- different person. I'm like, it's like, it's okay. yeah, yeah. flip flop mm. and stuff. But yeah, it honestly costs zero dollars to be nice to yourself and nice to other people. Like you never know how much you'll impact someone's day and you never know how it impacts your own day. Like you might be going through some really tough times and you feel like you don't deserve anything. You feel like you're really stuffed up. You feel like um, there's nowhere, there's no way you can go up. You can only go down. But when you just, maybe you say, wow, Noyuki, you look so beautiful today in the mirror. You should go and treat yourself or you or maybe when you think about what you've gone through you're like you're a trooper you're a trailblazer then you'll never realize how much confidence it gives you it's the same way when someone gives you a compliment you'll be like wow that's like just like it just kind of like fulfills your day because like something that humans always do like we talked about this before is comparing and when you always compare yourself to other people like in a sense put yourself down or to even be like oh okay if this person did it then then i don't have to or um if like i know all some girls do this or they'll be like oh she wasn't that pretty or you know Mm. or she's oh she's pretty then then i don't have a chance or something like that's the same thing with like job opportunities like i'd never think and like I was put in ESL, guys. I was put in ESL for the whole of primary school. Never would I, never would I ever thought that I got the top in English in year ten. Cause I, bro, I didn't speak. I still mumble jumble my words now. And I wasn't that good at like writing, or like English, or like any, like just at anything. And one thing that really stuck out to me was just being nice to myself. Like, if you really, if you put a goal to yourself, if you, like, if you look at things in a different perspective, like, the same way someone might look at you, like, they've just seen you for the first time, and they're like, wow, you're just amazing. Because remember, you're living, you are living the same body for as long as God wants you on the earth. So you're going to get sick of yourself. You're going to be like, oh, see, you suck. You did this the other day. Shame out. So, like, you need to make sure that you appreciate yourself for everything you've been through you may have not been through downs that much as other people but you need to appreciate that you've been able to come this far if that makes sense you know that is quickly plug the kind of series yeah oh yeah the kind of series g so uh, just a little quick summary um during the COVID time I messaged one of the head students from last year, 2020, oh my gosh, 2021, um, her name is Wed, and yeah, I, originally it was like, it was supposed to be an email to my year group, because it was one time during lockdown when I was like, oh man, I actually can't do this, like I have, teachers give me, I had four internals in one time, and I was wow. like, nah, I can't do this, and guys, I take all written subjects, and I was like, no, I can't do this, absolutely horrible, no. And then I was like, I wonder how other people in my year group are doing. Because I know, like, I'm going to be honest, our year group has kind of been, like, the weakest link a little bit. Like, just just a tad. Just a little bit. Like, just, like with our generation, like, Gen Z, we are always influenced by everything, like, around us. And we always want to do what's trending. So, I like, I was like, oh, we should send an email to, like, um, the year group. Like, can you ask Mr. students is okay? And she was like, oh, no, actually, would you like to send a video? And I was like, um, that's kind of, like, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Imagine they just see me on Instagram being like, hey, guys, I hope you guys are doing good, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then she was actually like, oh, maybe we should, like, involve other people and make, like, a series. And I was like, and then I was like, yeah, that would be cool, guys. And then we can have, like, different topics, blah, blah, blah. And that's what it is now. So we, we invited people from the leadership team, um, like, mainly house leaders, but that's people we, like, knew, and we had a kindness series, and it was a big hit, yeah. So, yeah, zero dollars to spread kindness, zero dollars to be nice to you, yourself, other people, your family, your friends, yeah. 
I think we should get Noyuki on a Saturday ramble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I'm like really good at rambling. I feel like I feel like it's not even Saturday. We could do a week long rambling. Yeah. <laughs> no, and Kishrop, mm. for you, if you have any other piece of advice to give, any, any last tips? pieces of advice? Yeah. Not her, because now she's not doing it. No, I mean in terms of leadership. I was actually just talking to my friend, uh, he, I'm sure he doesn't mind if I mention him, Leon, last night. And um, we had a really deep conversation about getting involved. And I told him, if you could, like, he was telling me, like, the biggest regret I have, like, in my life and, like, in college is that I didn't get involved from, like, day one or from, like, the first year or second year. Like, he's like, I'm only wanting to get, in, like, to get involved now, but it feels like it's just too late. And to a certain extent, he's kind of right. Like, if you want to be a house leader, if you want to be a head student, it is late to start in year 12, maybe year 11 as well. You can get away with starting in year 11. But like, year 9 and 10, man, that's prime time to start. But we never know. That's yeah. the, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know, that's the thing. Because in year 9 and year 10, I mean, you're almost like a blank slate from intermediate. Like, you're a new person. Like, I walked into year 9 as a new person than I was in BBI. In BBI, like, I didn't get the head boy kind of a role in BBI, in intermediate. And in year nine, I walked in like a fresh person. And actually in year nine, I didn't get that involved. Like, I was MC for cultural night and all that, but not much else. And then in year 10, is like, wow, like, I got to step up my game. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to achieve the goals that, like, I want to achieve, like, head student, I knew from, like, day one in college, kind of, um, I got to step up my game. And I'm so glad that I had my brother to tell me that, you got to get involved. Like, you, it's too late to start year 12, year 13, if you want to get those higher roles. Um, but, like, yeah, depending on what your goals are, you got to know when to start. So if you're, like, if you know someone, year 9 or 10, probably, like, a younger sister, younger brother, you need to tell them to get involved sooner rather than later because they'll only regret the opportunities that they didn't take. And I learned that the hard way. I think in year 8, I was asked, and there was an opportunity for me to do, like, a production, um, so for me to like act and stuff like that and that could have I didn't take that opportunity because I was scared and because like it's something I've never done I never thought I would do something oh, like that who would have thought Koshrop could have been the next like Tom Hanks oh, I'm thinking more like Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> oh, <right>? yeah. <laughs> I mean you Your got the looks gone. you got the looks oh, there that's, that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> nah but I want to see like where my life would have gone if I maybe did that or like yeah. so like you literally only regret the opportunities you don't take so take everyone that comes your way like you're as I said before you're not that busy so like you can take on lots of uh, lots of things and just know at all times somebody's doing more than you so like you can push yourself more like don't be comfortable in college especially don't get comfortable that's like dangerous you want to be uncomfortable at like most times right don't don't settle in too much keep like keep pushing yourself keep expanding your comfort zone because that's the only way that you're actually going to improve because yeah being comfortable is dangerous that's really good words to live by just to add on onto that even if you like pushing yourself to involve to get involved, make sure that you actually like it. Don't just go there just for it to be ticked off on a box. And I remember, like, I think in year 10, I was like, um, I started doing things for like the name, which was so, it was so bad. And so year 11, I kind of took a break because I was like, oh no. So actually, if you, I'm gonna make this really quick. If you, um, I promise. If you feel like there's not something that you want to do, that you want to get involved in, make sh- you can make something to get other people involved. And that's kind of why I did the kind of series. I made something that I was passionate about. Yeah. So yeah. go go on your route that you want. Yeah. Facts. Cool. Anyway, um, anything you want to add to that? Not really. I just want to ask if you guys have any questions for us. Yeah. But if you don't, that's fine, you know? No, we do, actually. I have oh, a question. Really? How, does, how does this all start and why did it start more importantly? Why for? I know what you guys said right. to the podcast, like, kind of, you know, but, like, tell me a little bit well, deeper. Well, okay, well, I wanted to start, okay, it was last, sometime last year, I wanted to, I, I wanted to start a podcast, because I like listening to them, and I learn a lot from them, so I wanted to do the same for other people, but I didn't really know how to start it, so I went to John, and I asked him about, you know, all the technical stuff, and he helped, he helped me a lot with that, and then, I don't know, I just started, like, mm. kind of just have to do it and stop like thinking about it because yeah. yeah, the more you think about it you're not actually gonna nothing's gonna happen unless you take action so yeah. Yeah. yeah getting started is hard but yeah we want to just like yeah. show especially to like young people and teenagers that you know don't be comfortable with where you're at you know 
you can always do more. That's why it's called the You Can Do More podcast because yeah. it's something that we strongly believe in. And yeah. I mean, if I were to add on to that, she just came to me and I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be cool. Yeah. Um, but no, for me personally, I also listen to podcasts, but I've always um, seen myself in this kind of position of teaching and um, talking to people in this kind of way. Um, and I feel like just working with Trista, um, probably one of the best people to work with, especially in this kind of setting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so when she came to me and I'm like yeah okay I've seen what you're capable of doing um, and I've seen what you've done and it's like yeah this is something that I want to get behind so even though this is kind of like a duo kind of like a co thing I still think she's like my boss in a uh, way yeah. but yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's it that, that's what I would say teamwork makes a dream work teamwork makes yeah. a dream work but um Absolutely. no thank you guys for coming yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys we really appreciate it um yeah. hopefully we can get you guys on again but yeah, sure. please yeah. these two are special yeah. these two are special look up them <laughs> and i'll train myself not to ramble okay <laughs> yeah i'll train like yourself no it will be seen on a you can on a um saturday, saturday ramble <laughs> the weekend long ramble special yeah i actually yo hit me up for that <laughs> yeah. no but thank you guys for listening and um goodbye thank you Thank you for listening to another episode of the You Can Do More podcast. Big thanks to Kushrav and Noyuki for coming on to the podcast and we've learned a lot from you guys. So yeah, check us out on Instagram at You Can Do More podcast and stay tuned.